So friends, today we find ourselves on the fifth day of the creation narrative. The day of the creation of the fish and the birds. So today we're going to take some time to appreciate the creation of creatures in God's creation, particularly the fish and the birds. So next week on the sixth day in creation, we'll see that God created animals and people, but we're really going to hone in on God's creation of people. So we're going to take this Sunday as a whole to really focus on the creation of animals. So there's just something about us as people. We love animals. We know that innate connection that we have to them as part of God's creations. So I just want to have a show of hands for people. I know it's 8.15. It's a more traditional service. It's a little early. But show of hands, who has ever had a pet? Whether it's reptile, farm animal, dog, cat. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of us here. So we know that connection that we have to animals as people. So I imagine for a lot of us, you're in the same boat as me. You might can remember the name of your very first pet. Anybody there that can still remember the name of their first pet? Yeah. Yeah. So my first pet was a cat, and her name was Fluffy, and I loved her very much. But have you noticed... Animals do not seem to be as burdened with the worries of the world that we as people do. So sure, my pug, Henry, he might complain a little bit if I don't get the food in the bowl fast enough. But I notice that he never seems to worry that it's not going to be there. He trusts that it will be provided. There's something about creatures that seem to have this divine connection, this divine trust with their creator. And one that I have to admit that I am completely jealous of. As someone who is a self-proclaimed worrywart, and just to be honest and vulnerable here, someone who has struggled with anxiety, it's a connection and a trust that I am jealous of. But when we look in our scripture passage today, we see this foundation, the scriptural foundation of this connection. That in the beginning, God declared creatures that God created good, just as every other aspect of creation. So our scripture passage for today, Genesis 1, 20 through 23, that I'll be reading out of the CEB, here it is. God said, let the waters swarm with living things. And let birds fly above the dome of the sky. God created the great sea animals and all the tiny living things that swam in the waters, each according to its kind. And all the winged birds, each according to its kind. God saw how good it was. Then God blessed them. Be fertile and multiply and fill the waters and the seas and let the birds multiply on the earth. There was evening and there was morning, the fifth day. So there you go. You see that God created the fish and the birds and they were good. God cares about them and they matter. They were given the same goodness as everything else in creation, whether it was the light and the dark, the stars, the planets, the moons, the land itself. They were called good and blessed from the very outset. 
And so when we think back to my sermon on day three, we also remember the place that the birds and the fish have in creation just as everything else. Just as the sun and the moon were set to be rulers over the cosmos, the birds were set to be rulers over the sky. And the fish were set to be rulers over the sea. The days of creation each pair with each other. They're set in this poetic way for a very specific purpose. So we see that these creatures matter to God. They have a place in creation. They are important. And so when we skip a little bit ahead to day six... We remember that animals, the animals that we hold so dearly, they are to be our companions that are alongside us as we as people rule over the earth. They share in that rule and that duty with us. And when I thought about it, I thought there are times we see it sometimes, don't we? I thought again to my own little pug, Henry. Sometimes he takes that role way too seriously, trying to be the ruler and the fierce protector over our little quarter acre in our subdivision. He tries to make sure nothing ever gets past him. But when we think about the creatures on our earth and the animals and that connection, that divine connection we can have to them, one of the figures of the faith we tend to think of is St. Francis of Assisi. He is a saint of the Catholic Church who is known for his particular connection to animals. And while it's not our faith connection, we can, or our faith tradition, we can appreciate his stories. So legend has it that St. Francis found himself traveling through on his way to Spain one day, and he came across this giant flock, flock of birds. All different types of birds, doves, crows, and others. And so he ran over to greet them, and he expected them to do what birds do, flap their wings about, make noise. But instead, he found them mysteriously still. So what does St. Francis do? Well, St. Francis decides to pull a total preacher move. He decided the birds needed a sermon. So St. Francis stands there and he preaches to the birds. And when he is finished with his sermon, he dismisses them with this blessing. My brother and sister birds, you should praise your creator and always love him. He gave you feathers for clothes and wings to fly and all the other things you need. It is God who made you noble among all creatures, making your home in the air. Without sowing or reaping, you receive God's guidance and protection. St. Francis then made the sign of the cross on each of the birds to bless them. And so if you're wondering, where does the tradition of a pet blessing, if you've ever heard of that, come from? Well, it's from this story right here. So if the words of this blessing from St. Francis sound a little bit familiar to you, well, it's because he wasn't the first to come up with this language. It was Jesus. The words that he used were inspired by a scripture passage that Jesus says from Luke chapter 12, starting in verse 22. Then Jesus said to his disciples, Therefore I say to you, don't worry about your life, what you will eat, or your body, what you will wear. There is more to life than food 
and more to the body than clothing. Consider the ravens. They neither plant nor harvest. They have no silo nor barn, yet God feeds them. You are worth so much more than the birds. Who among you can, by worrying, add a single moment to your life? If you can't do such a small thing, why worry about the rest? Don't be afraid, little flock, because your father delights in giving you the kingdom. So in this, we see that animals teach us how much we all, human and animal alike, mean to God. How much we all mean to God. We see the sparrows, the fish, the dogs, the cats, the swans, they all trust in God. They don't spend time fretting and fearing because they know their worth. They know what they mean to God. And this is something that we can learn from friends. We can learn to understand and believe that we matter to God. And we can learn to let that divine truth bring us comfort, bring us a sense of safety, and bring us some peace. And so I understand very well that these words sometimes can seem hollow. They can seem trite. Because yes, this is a fundamental truth that is helpful, but it is not a quick fix. We all matter so deeply to God, but all of this is not a magic wand that quickly takes away the suffering in life. But what I do think we can do is look to people of faith. Look to people who have that deep trust, even in the hardship of life. And we can find that way, we can find that place to where we're honoring those feelings, whether it's of anger, of fear, of anxiety, of frustration, while we're also, on the other hand, still holding on to the fundamental truths of our value and our trust in God and saying both these things are true. You see, as a self-proclaimed worrywart, as someone who has dealt with anxiety, Today is almost a sermon that I am preaching to myself, and you all just get to listen to. But the reality is, I know that life is hard. I read and hold space for your prayer requests. I sit with you all in the hospitals, at the gravesides. I hear and I honor your stories, so I know that this is a sermon that we all can benefit from together. I know that we all can learn from the examples of the animals together. So this scripture passage from Luke I read inspired a hymn that you may have heard of before, and one that has brought comfort to me over the years. His eye is on the sparrow. I sing because I'm happy. I sing because I'm free, for his eye is on the sparrow, and
and I know He watches me. But what you may not know, you may know the hymn, you may know the tune, but you may not know where this hymn came to be. So what I love is this did not come from a place where everything was hunky-dory. It did not come from a place where it was absolutely easy to have faith and trust in God. So I learned the story behind this hymn from the book Embracing the Uncertain, written by Pastor McGray DeVega. The words of this hymn came from Sevilla D. Martin, and they were inspired by her dear friends, Mr. and Mrs. Doolittle. So Mr. and Mrs. Doolittle were people of the Christian faith, but they did not have an easy life by any stretch of the imagination. So Mrs. Doolittle had been bedridden for 20 years on the day Sevilla had came to visit. And her husband, Mr. Doolittle, was confined to a wheelchair. But when Sevilla came to enter the home, to her surprise... She did not find two people that were wallowing in their sorrows. She did not find two people who were striving to make sure that their needs were met. She saw two people with a strong and a steady faith, even in the face of all their hardships. So Sevilla was bold and she outright asked them, how do you keep such a positive attitude and a strong faith? In the midst of all you've experienced, and here is what Miss Doolittle responded. His eye is on the sparrow, and I know he watches me. Sevilla was so inspired by that, she wrote the hymn, and the rest, as they say, is history. She went on to write this hymn that has brought inspiration and comfort for so many All from the story of two ordinary Christians who held strong in the face of hardships. Two people who saw the inspiration from this scripture passage in Luke. Inspiration from the sparrows that if they could trust in God, if those sparrows matter to God, well then I must matter to God too. And so that is the place into which we can enter this scripture passage today. That is where we can learn to have that faith and that trust and that comfort in God that we first see lived out by the animals and also lived out in faithful Christians like the Doolittles. But when we bring it back to our lives, friends, and our realities, I want to encourage us, do not look at this as a guilt trip. Do not look at this as, if I worry, I must be a bad Christian. Let's do not force ourselves into trying not to worry. Believe me, from personal experience, that only makes it worse. Instead, let's look at this all as a loving invitation to not worry. A loving invitation from God. To not worry. A loving invitation to keep this prayer in our rotation in the weeks to come. God cares about the sparrows, so God cares about me too. Let's also look at this as a loving invitation to practice some visualization 
a counseling technique that has been shared with me over the years, but that can be simple and powerful for all of us. Visualizing, giving our worries and anxieties over to God. Whether that be a work project, a school assignment or test, a difficult situation with a friend or loved one, a financial stress or a health struggle, or something else going on in our lives. This act of visualization can be a powerful tool, reminding us that we are not alone, that God cares for us and is with us in those worries, in those anxieties, in those situations we go through in our day-to-day lives. So friends, none of these, of course, are a quick fix. But yet we can come to those places where both of these things are true. We are honoring those feelings. And yet we are clinging to these truths proclaimed to us in Scripture. And reminding that God cares about the sparrows. So God cares about me too. So may we be reminded, friends, that the words of these hymns, may it be an encouragement, a comfort, and an inspiration to us all. I sing because I'm happy. I sing because I'm free. For his eye is on the sparrow, and I know he watches me. Will you close in prayer with me? God of creation, we thank you for the gift of the animals that surround us in the beauty of creation. We thank you for their companionship. We thank you for how they teach us to trust and rely on you. May we learn in the coming days and weeks to find peace, comfort, and trust in the middle of life's anxieties in you. Amen. So friends, as we prepare to go from this place, may you hear this benediction. May you know as you go through the ups and downs of life, as you go through those very real hardships of life, God is with you. God cares about the sparrows, so God cares about you too. So may that be a love that is real to you in your life. May that be a love that you reflect and share with this world. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.